0: 53rd, this is episode 78. I'm your host, Anders Brownworth. And I'm your host, Scott Barstow. Scott, we are we are running headlong into the Christmas season. It we is, are, in fact. It, it is a time, it is a time to, to put down the guns, sit back, and talk about entertainment, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think front and center uh, in entertainment these days yeah. is... Star Wars, the Star Wars trailer.
0: The Star Wars trailer. Absolutely. Just watched the trailer. Just saw it. I have to I have an admission to make. This is horrible. I shouldn't may make this admission. I think you should make the admission. All right. now, the Star Wars trailer came out. And very quickly thereafter, somebody made a George Lucas version of the Star Wars trailer, which, of course, had a whole bunch of CG animals and machines and stuff taking over approximately two-thirds of the screen obscuring <laughs> the trailer which i saw before the actual trailer which oh i don't know tainted my initial impression i was kind of disappointed
1: that's hilarious <laughs>
0: i don't know if you saw this thing i did not <laughs> but,
1: but we need you need to find this so we can post it in the show
0: notes i will it's unbelievable it's hilarious anyway uh it i, I very quickly thereafter actually saw the the correct trailer and uh yeah, so so what are your thoughts having just seen it?
1: Yeah, so there's a there's a few things about this that I think are 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 key. The first is I don't think they could have picked a better guy yeah to do the next series of movies than JJ J. Abrams. Yeah. He's just got this tr- amazing track record of crushing anything he touches. Yeah. And yeah, the obvious the obvious one is the work he did on Star Trek which those movies are just amazingly good. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. I mean, they they I mean, I'm not a Star Trek purist. I never, you know, I didn't get into it when I was a kid or anything like that. I watched it, but I wasn't like a I wasn't a nutcase. I didn't show up at Star you know, Trek some,
0: conventions. Yeah,
1: Star Trek conventions and, you know, say live long and prosper all the time and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> But just – I never – I always thought it was cool, but I was like, eh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And especially then when you had things like Star uh, Star Wars come out, kind of like Star Trek was just kind of B. Oh, I see.
0: I, yeah. I, I'm and, not uh, with you on that.
1: But, but all right. I just – yeah. So my thought was – anyway, the, the take, the modern take on Star Trek that he did while keeping the allegiance to the original characters, I thought the – you know, Spock was fantastic – Obviously, Captain Kirk was amazing. Yet had Scotty. Like all the guys were true to the original characters, but yeah. just modern and better and just really well, – I don't know that you ever get better than William
0: Shatner. But anyway,
1: that was my thought on uh,
0: – Come on. Come on. You definitely get better than William Shatner. You, <laughs> you, de- you get the Jean-Luc Picard who yeah, – I guess. See, I didn't watch it at all during his era. OK. All yeah. right. Well, then that's why you don't like Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure people will probably crucify me for having said that, but that's right. You're now persona, I'm, not grata to most people. I know. I'm my dad will probably disown me. Um, <laughs> that's right. But it it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought what they did in the nineties with, uh, the next generation really turned it from, you know, space, you know, Buck Rogers into something a bit more serious something that really dealt with leadership questions and was a lot more serious um, that's
1: interesting because the movies definitely had that feel to it they they do they buy yeah they buy
0: from okay. it sure yeah. and i think that's what bothered me about the early ones is that it just kind of felt kind of hokey yeah agreed. the early ones are totally hokey they're yeah. they're space buck rogers like yeah you so know, i gotta watch
1: the i gotta watch you do. the jean-luc picard you do. Era there's a, there's, I...
0: yeah there's two or three that that all you just need to see two or three of them, and and you'll you'll see what everybody's right. yapping about.
1: Anyway, right. but I think but I think so. Setting aside, not setting aside, but J.J. Abrams, absolutely the right choice. And then I love, uh, you know, you get this three second or four second clip of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and it's probably, you know, of all of the spacecraft in all of the movies, I just love the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, and it's it's probably my favorite. And so to see that back, and just to think about,
0: but there, there's, okay, there's what's a... going to
1: happen when you know with all of these characters that we we fell in love with, because I thought the you know the three that the that came about the last three that were made were just terrible movies. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, uh-huh. I mean just terrible movies. Yeah, and and I think the what you're what this, I hope, represents is, a, is, a, is the change back to really good movie making, plus all of the characters that everybody sort of fell in love with when it was Star Wars.
0: Yeah, if you think about it, it's totally set up to win, because there were brilliant movies originally, and then fully one half of the, the enterprise of the whole project, you know, the last three films, because there's been six, yep. the full half of it has been terrible. So, and then you hook up with, you know, Disney and J.J. And, uh, J. Abrams and, uh, you know, more significantly away from Lucas, who it seems can't handle the ability to do anything on a computer. And he kind of goes, it takes him down a rabbit hole that he shouldn't go down and he forgets about the story. That's not what J.J. J. Abrams is going to do. So J.J. J. J. Abrams is perfectly set up here because arguably expectations have been heavily lowered. So this agree can with only that. be better than That's right. garbage. So uh, if you think about it, it's really, and there's only been, you know, how, how, how many years since 1977 when the first A New Hope came out? I mean, we're, we've only had six movies in this time. And the first ones were, uh, what, 1977 and then very early in the 80s, was Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi was like two years later and then nothing until 99 or 2000 or whatever, I think it was 2000 that the first, you know, sort of nonsense uh, uh, you know, prequel episodes came out. So, and then they were very close as well. So we've had like this very, very long time. The other thing that they've done, I I understand is they've said it 30 years past when Return of the Jedi or, or those the first three that came out were uh, were were done. So mm-hmm. this, the actors have gotten 30 years older in the 30 years it's been since they shot the first movies. So it should just look natural.
1: That's right. And I J. think J. J. that's Abrams
0: right. Did that with with Spock in. Yep. In, in absolutely in the Star Wars too. Star, uh, Star Trek rather. So, yep. yeah, this is this seems like a, a going back to going back to the you know, the basics and what yeah. works. Did well, you think notice
1: the, the, yeah, yeah, I think the other thing that I really thought was you know, one of the coolest parts about those movies that suck the prequels was uh I loved kind of the new weapons and yeah. I love to see in the in the in the trailer you see that new lightsaber. <laughs> with the uh, with the two and side handles, and you're like, "What the heck does that mean?" No, no, no. Yeah. Let's
0: let's take this take this apart. Okay, first of all, you see the back of a of clearly a villain. Yes. Then you see the this red lightsaber go, but it's it's not traditionally what you think of as a lightsaber. It's got some like crackle to it.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a fire and, stick and or something. Right like that.
0: then, right right then, I'm like. Whoa, this is going to be cool. And then after that, suddenly these two little blades come out the side. Yes. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just little touches after. And, And like, for example, when the Millennium Falcon does a very hard turn, you see contrails coming off of the edges of it. Yes. You know, and then the, then the X wings flying just above the water are kicking up the water. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's taking it one step further from a model over a lake to a, you know, using CG for what it can be good at adding those details that that you would really get if you had a, you know, 20 ton, you know, ship flying about Mach over a, over a lake. You know, that's what would happen. You get those contrails you get these, you know, swish up of water and, and, but it's, it's a light touch. It's an elegant touch. It's not something that pops out. You just notice it because you've seen it. You've seen sequences without it before or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. And you also with the, and I think the voiceover, uh, uh, yeah. just the, when the villain comes on the screen and it's like, and darkness and you just (laughs) you get this you know i think it's going to be really intense and i think it's going to be the contrast between good and evil will be much more stark is what it looks like it's what it feels like you're kind of gonna you're gonna have these and that's the way star trek was you had these really light moments in the movie and i thought that was, was what was great about the original star wars movies you would have these really light moments where you know han solo's being this arrogant you know, jackass and just, you know, kind of comic relief. And then you have these really intense moments. And I think that's what will make if the, if the trailer is true to what the movie is, you're going to have these just amazing, you'll obviously have amazing graphics and all of that sort of stuff. And probably these amazing action sequences, but I just have the feeling he's going to really make the contrast between evil and good, just really stark. And I think the dark characters will be very, very dark. Yeah. Yeah, so. well
0: here here's another thing, you know, um when you watch most uh trailers nowadays, you don't have to watch the movie because the whole movie is in the trailer. That's right. Not so here. We don't know. So it starts out, you the 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 scene slowly lights up on a desert scape and you're like is something going to happen? Yeah, uh, my back
1: on Tatooine, whatever, or what
0: I don't know. And then suddenly this guy pops up who's obviously like being chased or is in a very intense moment he's got his helmet off he's in a, a stormtrooper you know garb i don't know if this is you know luke skywalker you know han solo type you know disguise or or is he a real stormtrooper guy i have no idea you know and so it it starts very lightly touching on those things but but moving kind of quickly forward from there yet not actually telling you what any of this is about, which is no, you have no exactly idea exactly what you want.
1: That's right. You I have no e- idea what's going to happen.
0: Like I'm done. I don't need to see any more trails. You might as well just sign up. You know, just take my money now. I'll 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 pay for the you know fifteen dollar ticket or however crazy tickets uh, prices have gotten, and and you know when when the movie comes out, I'm going to go watch it. I don't need to see any more. I don't want to see anything on TV. I don't want to see any more than a trailer like this. All I need to know is that, you know, it's not, you know, another Jar Jar. That's all I need to know. And I kind of know that from this trailer. Yeah, you touched on an interesting point.
1: I really hope and it's going to be really hard to do, but I really hope that they don't overexpose it before the movie comes out. Right. I hope I hope they just it's very, very, very small nuggets like this one. I would be fine if this is the only trailer they ever show. Yeah. And and it, you almost want nobody who's a critic or you know, is in the business to go see it before you do because then everybody's gonna start talking about it and tell you what happens and and <laughs> just try to ruin it. You almost wanna go back to like nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. When nobody had access to anybody else and it was just hey this movie's coming out here's the trailer you know you see it on a commercial break if, between uh yeah. you know if, on the football that. game on sunday and you're like oh that's a good that looks like a good movie i'll go see it and that's all that's all you need for yeah, this well, movie and uh, uh, to yeah. your point it's like i would you know if if they said tickets for this movie are going to be 30 bucks i'd be okay
0: yeah I'll yeah. pay it right now.
1: Sure. Right. I want to be there the first day. Right.
0: But so here is this brings up this point, though, like we're going to have to disconnect from the net next year, you know, come December ish. Yep. Actually, yeah, you know, it's going to be
1: so overblown.
0: Come come November ish, because, you know, the yes. other movie that's that's sort of I mean, they haven't even started. Maybe they've started shooting it by now. But um, the other one is, is the 007 movie, the James Bond film that's mm. coming out in November. Yeah. And that one, you know, is I I'll always go see a Bond film cuz I, I like Bond well. films. Yeah. Daniel so, Craig again, right? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I believe so. I don't know, I should check. Let's check. Can we check? Can we check on air? Allowed to use our internet? No, you
1: can't use your internet okay. during the show.
0: What's what's the thing called? Um, I forget. Spectre. Spectre. Bond 24. Let's see. Daniel Craig, Ray Fines, Ralph Fiennes, Naomi Harris. Yeah, a lot of lot of. It's a good lineup. Yep
1: that that series has been resurrected as well. Yeah, it has. Yeah. All right. So so what else? What else jumped out of you out of the trailer? We've managed to spend fifteen minutes dissecting a, a movie trailer. What else? <laughs> what else jumped out at you before uh, before we move on?
0: Nothing more than those things. For me, it was it was the. Um, the fact that CG is deftly handled, the fact that CG is not the reason we're making the movie, or or the rabbit hole we've gone down and we're just dug way in too deep, and you know we have to put something on the screen, it, it seems like an editor's hand. I think the hardest thing to do is create is to edit video, and especially to take a a movie and boil it down to a trailer. Like, I think the trailers that are very effective are, of course, the ones that don't tell you the entire movie, show you the entire movie, just show me act one, maybe, you know, and two and three, we'll, I'll find out when I get, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to know. I kind of want to disconnect from the net before this thing comes out because they'll be talking about it. And then I want to go and see what the treatment is and come up with my own opinion of whether or not I like this thing. Uh, I'm intrigued by this trailer and I'll certainly go see it, but. I, I and And I certainly don't want to see any more um but the the most you could do is kind of set up a an initial like sort of the playing field. The films that do that really well, the films that go very significantly past where the trailer kind of sets the scene uh, I think are interesting. I think there could be a really interesting trailer though made where the trailer sets up the movie. But has no actual frames from the movie. Yeah, interesting. And then because everybody sees trailers and they watch them, you know, a bunch of times or on TV or whatever it is. And then you go to the movie. There was a movie, I can't quite recall the name of it, uh, that, that almost did this. There was a five minute sequence in the beginning where this guy with, you know, whatever the situation was, finds a key to this. Uh, lock, locked like house, and he goes in there, and then you know the movie happens, and that five minutes is it's like five minutes in the beginning of the movie, and then the whole movie is about what happens after he's opened the pandora's box, and all the trailer did was set up the story that he got this key, and he's going to go open it, but you can't see what is behind the door until you, and so that got me thinking, you know, what about like, you know, we could talk about TV. What about arrested development? Um, every time you watch an episode of arrested development at the very end of it, they have a, you know, trailer for what's coming next. And if you look at it, it actually, that's not what comes next. That, right? They are setting up the story for the, for next time. You'll never see any of the frames in the what's up next to be in the, you know, the thing that actually is next. And I think maybe I'm spoiled by that because of Tivo because I can skip ads. I don't need you to reset up what the the scenario is and and go into, you know, reset the story up because the viewers have been sitting around for 5 minutes watching ads. Oh, I'm not sitting around for 5 minutes watching ads and I can remember what happened. So don't waste my time telling me what you already told me. Yeah, that's Just interesting. I've
1: been watching this show. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's called The Profit on CNBC. No. And it's it's kind of like the best way to describe it is uh it's kind of like Shark Tank, only the guy shows up at a business that's a that's in in serious trouble, puts his money up and then takes, you know, half of the company and takes over running it or whatever. <laughs> Compelling. Anyway, okay. It's a really great show. I yeah. mean, if you're into that sort of theater it's one of the best, and but what's what's really aggravating is I watch it. You can only watch it either um, I don't have cable, so I don't have a way to record it.
0: Yeah, but you can watch so,
1: it online, right? So you know, I watch it online, and the and I happen to watch it on on Hulu typically, uh, just because it's something we have and it's easy for me to find it. But what's aggravating is that the show every time it resets after a commercial. Right. They play the last 30 seconds of what just happened. Yeah, I, I don't need And it's need like, to. I'm not a moron. Yeah. I can remember what happened two and a half minutes ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's just filler. Well, and that's, it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying because it cuts down the, the real content of that's the right. show. And that's you know right. the only reason they're doing it is because of some style that says, look, it's got to fit. You know, you need to come up with, I don't know, 22 minutes for your your half right. hour show or whatever it is. Yep. and And they are – Trying to fit that mold, whereas you are consuming it over the net where, you know, you could very easily scrub to whatever place in the show you wanted to go if they didn't, you know, if Hulu didn't have ads. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's I think it's a somewhat of a vestigial tale that won't last.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the the other thing that uh, this is a complete non sequitur, but back to J.J. J. Abrams. And oh, yeah. since we're talking about TV, it's, it's my postulation yeah. that J.J. Abrams' show, Alias, oh, which my. I think was one of his Ooh, yeah. first ones, if I'm not mistaken, is, uh, is far and away the best drama TV ever made. See, that is a big statement. It's a big statement. But I, 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 here's, my, here's my reason. I have a couple of reasons. First of all, so Alias, if you've never watched the show, uh, stars Jennifer Garner. I've never this, watched the show. Yeah, which is inconceivable to me that you've never watched the show. <laughs> Keep going, so, but I'm sure those people exist, and you can represent them uh, for the next three the, minutes while we talk about the this. idiots that, of the world. That's right, got it. You can the uninformed, you know, uh, dopes. Yeah, just I don't even I don't even have a word for it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so ashamed. Yeah, but the so Alias is this show where Jennifer Garner plays this uh, plays this agent. She works for this uh, undercover government agency, uh, this character Sydney Bristow, and she basically just travels the world uh, hunting down and shooting bad guys, and and she has all of these aliases, hence the name of the show. So she'll show up at you know some Berlin discotheque in ju- in just these you know basically no clothes uh, for all <laughs> intents purposes. I see why you like it. Yeah, so that was why I fell in love with it originally. Okay, was got it? It was Jennifer Garner. Very early on, uh, almost always scantily clad, which <laughs> uh, which made me a big fan. But the just the beat of the show is really intense. They it's every episode has something really interesting happening.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's why I think and and it would and it would levitate or kind of go back and forth between uh, moments of brevity and you know and all of those kind of things are not brevity but uh, like hijinks and. You know moments of humor, and then into these really dark scenes where you know she gets uh, captured and is getting tortured and all these other things. And and anyway, it's just a fantastic show. And I remember we borrowed the DVDs from some one of our neighbors or something like that uh, on a Christmas, and I was like, "Ah, oh, watch it." I'm sure it's not going to be any good. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I spent the next oh five to seven days just parked in front of the TV. <laughs> Just consuming <laughs> every episode uh, that I could possibly do. You know, I had to get up and go eat, uh, and occasionally, you know, go outside to breathe fresh air. But it was just—it took over my life for a while.
0: Yeah, so you—you yeah, you, just, you, crazy. You just bi- would binge watch every episode.
1: Yes. Yeah, we'd watch like four or five in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and of course J.J. Abrams made Lost, and he's had just these. Amazing, and I was—I've never gotten into Lost. I don't know if you did. I never—I I never got into it.
0: Yeah, I did early on, first first uh, season or two, but I got annoyed by the, you know, it, it just ne- nothing ever concluded. It just got more and more complicated, and right. I have, I, I'm not very smart, so I can't hold very much in my brain. So I would forget who is who and why we're trying to look for this or that, and. It was interesting yeah. that a bunch of people show up and they have no idea, you know, what happened or how they got there or whatever and you yeah, know, I so felt like the original
1: premise of the show is an interesting yeah. one, but I thought, you know, how can you make more than one season out of people, you know, a plane crash on an island. It's like plane Gilligan's crash Island. a beach. Yeah. Or on a beach. It's like yeah.
0: come on. Yeah. You know. Well, I, he he did but obviously he did. did a great job with yeah. it. For obviously. sure. It was yeah. a massive
1: massive massive hit.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my rant on uh, on Alias. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm probably not gonna binge yeah. watch it, but you have if, if I'm gonna watch Alias, you have to watch uh, the Next Generation with uh, Jean Luc Picard. Okay, it has that's the deal. Done. done. That's a deal. Done. A okay, deal. best show ever made though. The best is that the that's the best TV show ever made. I'm sitting here thinking there there is a sh- a show that I enjoy the most, and that would be Top Gear. The, the UK version of top gear is obviously quality film. Yeah. It's, it's the, the biggest show, the biggest television show in the world right now by a wide, wide margin. I mean, they have something like more than the number of people in the United States as the audience, the global audience for this thing. So over 350 million people view this show. So it's obviously a big show. I don't know i it's hard to say best show ever made that's really you know maybe if we we bracket it by comedy or or, or something okay, so like,
1: give me your best give me your best comedy ever made
0: well here's the here's the thing with kind you know i i like Seinfeld a lot but um and i like Seinfeld for for very specific reasons here's a show about nothing right I generally like shows that that just set up a uh you know an arrangement of, of characters and they're there for effectively no reason. I mean, totally different from lost. Right. But that's where comedy, you know, in the, the comedy can really flourish because it's in the daily routine that you find funny things. And so for me, it was cheers. And, And right now it's gotta be cheers because my wife, believe it or not, has never seen cheers. So we started at the beginning and we're watching cheers I tell Uh, you,
1: the original episodes of Cheers with the coach... With Coach, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) They're so good. They really are. I felt like when he left the show, something really big left because he was just kind of this goofy guy. Yeah. Um, But, you know, this kind, older dude and, you know, but just funny and, you know, just kind of goofy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah, he plays a perfect, like, uh, you know... A funny man or like a, a, you know, imbecile character almost.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And and actually, so my my admission here is that I actually started watching Cheers after Coach had left and then saw some reruns with Coach.
1: I, I'm and, in the same boat. Yeah, I was like, I, The exact what? same boat. I didn't watch it early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I did not watch it early on. And, and, uh but... Uh, when it started playing reruns, I was like, huh, there was a whole show before... Before the show, yeah. Yeah, before, before Woody.
0: it got popular, right, yeah. before Woody Harrelson. Yeah, exactly. Still had Ted dancing, and, and Kirstie Alley was new. There was yep. Diane back in the day.
1: That's right. Yeah. Which I felt like the shows with Diane were way better. I don't know yeah. if you feel the same way, but... Yeah,
0: so far, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm, re, I'm sort of reliving it right now, so, um,
1: yeah. I felt like her character was a bit more rich than... Mm. Christy oh, yeah. Alley's yeah, character. True. She that's, was a bit more textured. Yeah. Um, you yeah know, she's kind of a snooty, uh, you know, well-educated person who, yeah, has she to, was, who has to work in a bar because she right. can't find another job. And right. So, so she you, was
0: vulnerable. So she right. had some right, exactly. So so what about you? Um For
1: me it's definitely if you're talking about comedy, it's yeah. definitely Seinfeld. And I think okay. it was part of it is certainly, you know, when that show was on and it was during a period of time where I think you know I was out of school, but didn 't have kids or anything, so you have time yeah, to right. really enjoy to some, yeah. yeah, yeah, so I think some of it was that, but it was also, but i 'll still watch you know comedians and cars getting coffee today because I think Seinfeld <laughs> is just one of the funniest people on the planet, yeah, and that show i mean there are I quote things from that show, probably six or eight times a week to different people. And it's just and it but it's like this cult almost. If somebody watched the show yeah. and was passionate about it, they just it, it they the vernacular is there. Yeah. And they just drop right into the rest of the show. You You're know? kidding,
0: Jerry. You're kidding.
1: <laughs> That's right. You got all these crazy, you know, you got George being the marine biologist. Like you got just these all these crazy ideas. And you know, the episodes where George is with the Yankees are just so uh, good. They've got you know, yeah, the, that's the great. caricature of, Stein, Steinbrenner, of, of Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner is yeah. just <laughs> so good. So for me, that's that's it. And I think it's if you go back and watch the early Seinfelds, it's and this is true of almost every sitcom. It's hard to understand how the show ever made it onto the air full time. Yeah, because it's just not very
0: good. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know?
1: Like the first year of that, or the first five or seven episodes of that show, you're kind of like, yeah, "Why does this is, did show ever make it?" Exactly. <laughs> And then I feel the same
0: way about the Simpsons. The first ones are terrible. Yeah.
1: And so it's hard to like, I rarely think the early shows of sitcoms are good at all. Yeah. If I watch the pilot or something like that, I it's like, this is the stupidest show ever made. Yeah. Uh, So it's good that I'm not in that business. Right.
0: Because I I clearly don't get it. Here's the deal. So I, I have to bring up Netflix, um, and, and other companies like that. Uh, I think what has happened in the TV space is they are looking for a surefire winner. They need to give some new shows some time, but they have an exceedingly short fuse something like one to three episodes, one, maybe two episodes. And if things don't play well immediately, they get cut off at the knees. Whereas I don't think you're going to get some of these shows that that we see as institutions now. They would never I, I don't see how it would really make it out of the barn they, I think nowadays. That's right. So yep. companies like Netflix and Amazon and others that are paying for shows and they they really invest in them a lot more, they invest at least in a season. So the show has time to gel, it has time to build an audience, it has time for I mean, especially in a very overly saturated media culture, it has time to find its audience because that stuff takes a while. You can't just get there. Uh, So, so to me, I think what's happening, I I think television is just, you know, kind of competing too much and cutting a lot of great shows off. I don't know if you saw this show um, uh, called trust me. It's a show about advertising executives in uh, Chicago I did not. No. Really good, I thought. Very compelling. It definitely had me, and it got cut off. Uh, there's, there's myriad, uh, versions of, you know, this same story for many shows, but, um, you, you should check it out because I, I think that one was, well, don't check it out because it ends unfortunately too quickly. Right. Um, but it, it is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I
1: think Netflix has the advantage. It's kind of like HBO in that way. Yeah. agree. They HBO can really invest played. in HBO a show. invests and, Yeah. 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 And they and they it's like, okay, we feel like this is a good idea, so we're gonna give it a serious run. It's not, hey, let's throw, you know, some character, let's throw some actor from a nineties sitcom into another sitcom and let's put it on the air for three shows and see what happens. They right. really Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen the show on Netflix, uh Peaky Blinders.
0: No, I haven't but, heard of it though.
1: Yeah, so that's a really interesting show. I've just started just started into it's about i think 1920s birmingham england in the uh, in the factories that's right of birmingham. Yeah. and it's, it's see about this. the mob essentially yeah. the mob in that environment it's really yeah. interesting lots of lots of really interesting ideas and things that you just don't think about uh or that we you know never really see uh, portrayed yeah. and i think they just do this you know they had the lily hammer which is a really interesting show
0: yeah uh-huh
1: um and of course, House of Cards, which is just a blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, people are just crazy about that show, and I'm one of them. But yeah, Netflix is interesting. I think. What do you feel like the future of Netflix is? Because right now, you still have Netflix. It still feels like uh, like cable almost, where you've got to find the shows that are interesting, and <clears throat> you know, you have to hear it from somebody almost still. And they've got the recommendations. You know, you get onto Netflix and. They'll say, "Hey, you like this, so you might like that," but it still doesn't feel that good yet.
0: No, it's not. And and that it, it, the question is, do you uh, have all of the shows ever created ever, or in, and that's your strategy, or which you, is Amazon,
1: right? That's, which is kind that's of Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, they're, yeah,
0: they're not quite there. Nobody is there. Nobody has everything, uh, but they have the major the major things, I suppose. But there's still holes. And there are holes in Netflix and there are holes in, in all the other uh, services. So that can't be the strategy, right? So the other strategy is, all right, well, we're just going to make top-shelf content. Yeah, uh, we're That's gonna HBO, fund it. really. That's, that's HBO, right? And Netflix, you know, they're starting to get in there, too. Maybe Amazon. But, um, you know, it takes years. And that takes a long-term commitment, like, like dedicated dollars for many years before you really start to see any real returns. So two different strategies. I think people are forced to do the second of those. And I think in the future, you're just going to see, you know, at, at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter what Netflix does and Amazon and blah, blah, blah. It matters what the creatives do. And if the creatives really start leaving TV, the game is up. You yeah, got to follow the creatives on this, and and I got to say the um, environment that HBO and Netflix and whatever are creating for the creatives, they are able now, I think, to start swaying the big names and the and the up and coming. Really, doesn't matter so much about the big names because that's an entrenchment problem, but because they have all contracts and whatnot. But the up and comings, if the up and comings, the indie types are going toward. Uh, these alternate distribution channels to create their shows it's over it's just just a matter of time and i think we're well down that road
1: i think that's right and you it, for people who are in the business movies used to be kind of the holy grail you know you worked in tv because yeah, you had to, had to right. you're on your way uh on your way up to movies and all of that sort of thing and i think what's going to change is that first of all i think the idea of tv as a as a concept is sort of going to go away because the lines will just continue to blur. It's just going to be content. That's an obvious, that's an obvious path is that it won't matter that NBC created it or Netflix created it or, you know, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff's going to matter. And the fact that you call something TV and something else a movie. Yeah. I think that will that line will start to blur as well. It's like, Oh, this is an hour long thing or this is a two hour long thing. And it's only going to be made once. Yeah, you know, so you have the idea of a series versus you know a one-time thing, but I don't I don't think the distinction between uh, I think the distinction between TV and movies will just vanish, and I think then <clears throat> that's when you get when when that delineation goes away, then I think the and people sort of get away from this mindset of oh I'm working on movies so I'm important and this other guy's working on TV so he's not important. Well, would you rather be on House of Cards? Or on some, you know, jack leg movie right now. If yeah. you are if you're an an, an yeah. editor or a you know, whatever, you know, a yeah, key house of cards. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. House of cards. So yeah.
0: Totally. So. Yeah. So um but <clears throat> your 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 question also causes causes you to think about uh suggestions and suggestion systems. Now of course the the big suggestion system that people tend to point to is Netflix. They talk about the Netflix, uh, you know, here's you were you were interested in those things, so here's here's a bunch of other things you might like. And they have a relatively good by the numbers suggestion engine uh algorithm figured out. They did contests for this to try to get it better and and you know, it was very interesting what what people came up with to to make that happen. But at the end of the day, I like to ask myself, you know, what would it be if I totally trusted Netflix? Like, for example, if I said just, you know, when I come home and I turn on my TV, it just plays the top suggestion. What yeah. you think I will like? Just go. Interesting. Just yeah. Play it. There have been a bunch of companies that are trying to do this. And I know you've, you've, I mean, we've talked about Birchbox before we've talked about, and these aren't necessarily, I mean, they just send you samples of the things that they think you'll like. And maybe some you do, some you don't, whatever, maybe you go buy, and, you know, companies can look at this as an advertising expense. Companies can look at this as a new distribution channel, blah, blah, blah. What we're really, the, the reason we need this is because there's way too much content to ever consume there's no way
1: yeah and it's the same with products there's Uh no way that you can there's too much being made and there's too much noise uh, for you to ever find you know that diamond in the rough so you rely on so one of the things that happens is my wife relies on you know my wife watches all of these you know crazy uh vloggers in like london who basically shop for a living uh-huh. And you know they have a YouTube channel, and they got hundreds of thousands of followers, and they go out and they buy stuff, test it, and tell you you, know, you need to do yeah, this. Good. And, yeah, this is good. Uh-huh. This is bad. Yep. You know. And oh, by the way, I'm in London, so I'm really cool. And <laughs> I think the yeah, that's the so that's how these these things are being sort of the lists are being whittled now. Is it's still humans, and it's still for the Netflix recommendation engines, obviously good. Amazon, the same thing. If you go buy a book on Amazon or whatever, they'll recommend five other books based on that book or uh, based on the fact that you bought these three books, you'll probably like this other one. And I just find those – occasionally there's one or two, both – and I would say this about Netflix and Amazon where I'll, I'll look at it and I'll be like, huh, that looks interesting. Yeah. And I'll you know, send a sample to my Kindle or I'll put it in my list on Netflix. But by and large, it's still not great.
0: Yeah, well, it's because it's not. Uh, it doesn't have enough good data input because a I don't buy everything on Amazon and I don't search for everything on Amazon. And some of the things I search for Amazon for are gifts for other people, not me. So how do you build a profile? Yeah, and stay in the background in that scenario. So the solution to this, as your your wife is showing us, and and I certainly have the same kind of a, a, a tendency. I find people that are similar and I see what they say, you know what they're, if they talk about something, if one person talks about something versus just any old person talks about something, I'm probably more interested on the, what that one person is, is talking about because I know that they tend to be similar to me. So, you know, similarity is, is, uh, the guide that we're using to get the product set that we want. Um, with with a hundred million products out there, I don't have time to to go through a long list of them. So what I really want those people to do is, essentially, not shop for me, but curate a list of things that are worth yep. my time to look at. That's right. You know, like here here's a watch. I'm looking at uh, need. If you see, if you go to neededition.com, need yeah, Needy. we'll make sure we put this in the show notes. But yeah, yeah, need cool edition. Site. Uh, it, it's it's uh, the really, in my opinion, the newest of many, many, many sites that do this kind of thing. All they do is they say, "Look, here's about six or eight things," and this is targeted to to guys like you and me. um, Were were old fogies? Old fogies. <laughs> no, we 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 have a little bit of money. We can. uh buy things, but we don't, you know, don't have time to to go to the store and browse. I mean, there's no furthermore.
1: I don't like that experience. I hate hate that
0: experience. I never do that. Yeah. I I never want to do that. So here's a site that says, look, here, here's a watch. You know, I don't need a watch, but here's a watch. I'm looking at a watch on screen. They, they have it. They take beautiful pictures of it. They just discuss what it is in a, in a very simple kind of straightforward way and you buy it or you don't. You're interested or you're not. But there's not 60 million of them. There's only six.
1: Yeah, I think and that's right. I once a that's...
0: month, yeah, a set comes out. So I'm th- we're thinking, this is our Christmas show. We're, g- we're thinking about, well, we got to get gifts for people. Yep. What do I get my dad? I, you know, I don't want to buy him a tie. Everybody buys You know, he's probably got 100 million ties at this point.
1: Yeah, how do you do something that's unique? Right. That nobody else has thought about.
0: Right, so they, there's this flask on here, a flask.
1: Yeah, ceramic flask. It's just that's cool. A really cool one. Yeah,
0: I, does he need a flask? No. What do you think is the coolest thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need anything, he doesn't right? Need that's anything. the whole thing. Yeah, that's right?
0: true. But, so, but this would be cool, and it's kind of, you know, it's it's like classic looking, and it's got the little leather strap over the top, and it was beautiful. So, yeah.
1: so I think if you compare that experience, so I probably six eight months ago. I signed up for Trunk Club. And uh-huh. so, Trunk Club is like, uh, so what happens, it's more like Birch Box than need. Uh-huh. So, Trunk Club is you sign up and then they send you this trunk of clothes every month and you try them, you know, you give them your sizes and they send you this stuff and you try it on. And what yeah. you like, you keep and pay for, and what you don't, you send back. Interesting. And, <laughs> and so, when I, I hate shopping for clothes anyway. And and if you saw you know if you saw me walking around that would be obvious, but the <laughs> but the, the what I wanted was and the whole idea that what they pitch is that you get this kind of personalized shopper who pays attention to the kinds of things you like and then yeah. your boxes get better and better over time because you're getting things that are um, yeah that are more tailored to the kinds of things that you want or need curated so to you yeah that's that's the promise right. Yeah. And so, what what I was expecting was, you know, I gave them my sizes, and then they give you a place when you sign up. They say, you know, any additional comments or whatever. And I said, yeah. I'm really looking for dress shirts. You know, it was at the time when I was that was what I was in the market for. I needed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine had gotten uh, for a number of reasons. Mine had either gotten older, they don't fit anymore, and I was ready to kind of update that part. And I yeah. said, I really need like three or four. Dress shirts, long sleeve dress shirts. Great
0: shirts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that that I can wear, you know, that will last a long time. They're stylish. They fit me. Yeah. All that. So that's what I was expecting to get. I was like, you know, I took the time to tell you what I'm after. Now send me what I want. So what what ended up happening was I got the same box, I'm sure, that everybody else got that month. I got like a pair of shoes, you know, two pairs of jeans, a shirt that you know, had no chance of fitting me. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it, it, and, and so I said, okay, well, I'll just send all these back because it's not what I wanted. And I'll yeah. tell the person that I'm working with again.
0: Yeah. The same, what I'm
1: looking for yeah. are dress shirts. Yeah. And, you know, here's the style I like and, you know, da, 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 da. So, well, I get another box that has a pair of shorts a, you know, a, <laughs> two more pairs of shoes, yeah. a pair of jeans and like one shirt. And yeah. so I just sent the whole thing back and I said, you know, I just sent a note and I said, it's clear you're not listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, the service is not what I want. And so you have these different approaches. And my wife had Birchbox for a long time, probably. I mean, I bought it. I bought a subscription for her for Christmas one year. Yeah. And she loved it because she loves getting lots of different stuff and trying yeah. lots of different stuff. Sure. Whereas I'm much more, I want that experience. Like I want Netflix to be really good. I want that experience where you turn on the thing and say, play me something interesting or, yeah. you know, and it goes yeah. and it goes, or, you know, I want a shirt that I would never buy or I want that watch. I'm in the market for a watch or whatever. Yeah. Show me the watch that I would want. Yeah. And so there's a, there's an. I think we're still a ways from it because as you said, you're still not, you know, I'm still shopping offline or, or, you know, I'm doing stuff outside of the context of these systems. So it'd be interesting to see how you solve that part of the problem.
0: Well, I, so what we're getting at is like, you know, you're trying to tell this shopping service, this trunk service to send you a bunch, a selection of shirts. That's really your request. Yes. So wouldn't it be great if I could go to Amazon and say, look, you have learned a ton of things about what I'm clicking on and all of this. Let me go edit that for you. Let me tell you what I let me tell you something that I actually am interested in. And let me tell you these things over here were bought for other people. And I will never, ever want that kind of a thing again. So just remove it. I really yep. don't. It's not me. Let me help curate the profile. It's it's almost useful enough for me that I would go do that because I yeah, know there's or
1: what if what if it's more like a Pinterest thing almost where okay. you're telling Amazon for, uh, here's not only stuff from Amazon that I like but here's a here's some stuff from other places yeah. that you should take into account. Here's a here's a link to a shirt at Nordstrom's or here's a right. You know, whatever, right. or a shirt on trunk club or yeah. whatever. You know, here's a, here's a shirt that I think would be really interesting. Or here's five shirts that I like, you know, take, take this, make some sense of it and send me something. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a, a Pinterest wall. Pinterest does a great job of allowing, I think what they do very, very well is what is they allow you to kind of put everything that you like in a one bucket. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where it's, where it is, you know, the, you, you just call it, we've been working on our house forever, as you know. We're just about to wrap up our basement. But yeah. one of the things that we did when we started that was that my wife just went and got – she just went browsing the web and, and got a bunch of pictures of finished basements and uh-huh. put them all in a in a Pinterest, whatever those things are called, bucket. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, catalog or whatever. sure doesn't, doesn't really matter. But put them all in this Pinterest group and then we just kind of browse through them and say, oh, we like this one. We don't like that one. You know, remove this one, you uh-huh. know, find some more like that one. And I think something like that, plus the power of an Amazon engine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It feels like that sort of thing. I think we'll get there. But the the promise of like curated shopping is still for it's now, still it's still human intensive.
0: It's still very human intensive. You can't scale it. Like you, yep. could, you could do this trunk service correctly. If you had somebody that really took notes and really took the That's time. Right. If but they that were just like a real skip. buyer. Yep. Right. So so I, there's, there's a bunch of different versions of this. There's the, you know, I will shop for you version. There's the, here's a curated list of products version. And then, you know, I don't know. And then you there's know,
1: the trunk club thing where here's a bucket of stuff yeah, that we think you, back you would, might like, send back you, you don't want. Yeah. So,
0: so, so it seems to me that the only one, at least for me and maybe for you, the only one that works is a site like Need that shows you curated products. Here, you know, if, if you like the Need thing, there's probably a million other things that, uh, you know, kind of more closely hit different people. But if you find the right one… You could just do like zip through a list of a few things and, you know, if you're not interested in any of them, you know, you move on to another site. If you find that they have more hits than misses, I mean, it's always worth your time to check out what they have once a month or whatever the schedule is. Yeah, I so think I, that's right. And, that's and the what they've got to do now. is just
1: make a make it easy for you to say, you know, I like this. I don't like that. Yeah. And then hopefully they get, I, yeah, that's probably not their mission. It's really a,
0: no, it's not. It's a different mission. They're, they're they're saying here's a
1: group of products that we think are cool.
0: Yeah. Here's six things. And that's all you can buy. You can't buy anything else. And, and what, what you're getting at with the Amazon Pinterest mashup is like we have Everything. We have a catalog of everything. So here are just a few things. And if you knock something out, something else will come in in its place. Kind of like looking at the LinkedIn, you know, here's people you might know as soon as you connect with one, another guy zips right in there and, you know, until you lose interest, basically. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I I I think we see this go a long ways over the next three to five years. I think shopping gets a whole lot different. Uh, I think Christmas in five years is, uh, you know, somebody says, hey, what do you want for Christmas? It's like, oh, here's a here's a thing. That has yeah. a bunch of ideas that a machine came up for, uh, came up Came up with, up with but, yeah, they're really targeted toward me. But they're really but targeted, toward, they're me really targeted me toward me. So just pick something. For, it's yeah. almost like not the, the in my bridal age group. registry.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not people but, in my age group, not people that like the kinds of things I like. No, but the, here's something that is very specifically tailored yeah. for me. Yeah. Right, yeah, I agree. I think we can't, we have to mention Fab for a second. That's kind of oh, like a the version implosion. of this that yeah. imploded, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so there, obviously there's a lot of upheaval in this market and they're trying to, entrepreneurs are yeah. trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. so yeah,
1: really good stuff. We yeah. went all over the, place all over the, the map.
0: We ended up with a company discussion. Look at that. Yeah. You know, it always comes back to business. Always it
1: does, comes. So it does. we will see everyone in 2015. Thanks so much for listening this year. Uh, we'll put the, the links to need, and to uh, the Star Wars trailer and all these other things in the show notes. If, and please check them out. Uh, unfortunately, we have no sponsorship money. But, so just check them out and let us know what you think.